0: I want to welcome you to day three of our look through 1 Corinthians chapter 6, an awesome chapter about how you and I interact with this world and these bodies that God has given to us. And we're looking at three specific things that Paul has to say about how you and I can choose not to misuse these bodies, not to be impure with these bodies, not to be gluttonous with these bodies, not to be wasteful with these bodies that God has given to us. The first thing that Paul reminds us of is that we need to make sure we're asking the right question and not the wrong question. We talked about that yesterday. The right question is, is it beneficial? The wrong question is, is it permissible? The second thing Paul reminds us of is if I, if I want to use this body in the way that God intends, if I want to make sure I don't misuse it, I need to realize the second reason I misuse my body is when I ignore the creator. When I ignore the creator, when I begin to think it's mine. In verse 13, Paul writes, Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And that beginning in verse 13, food for the stomach and stomach for food. That's a quote that Paul gave. And then he said, God's going to destroy them both. Realize that your body, he's going to tell us later, is headed for a resurrection, for an eternity. So don't look at it as just yours and don't look at your body as just for now. We misuse our bodies when we stop taking notice of who created us. When we stop taking notice of what an awesome creation God has done in these bodies he's given us, we totally miss how God wants us to use these bodies. And your body is an awesome thing. You may think, my body's not so awesome. Your body, bones, are one of the most ingenious lubrication systems, have one of the most ingenious lubrication systems ever dreamed of. God made that in your body. Relatively recent innovations in electrical and chemical engineering in linear motives and in fuel cells and muscles in fuel cells have been in muscles for centuries. Computers cannot match the data processing capability of your brain. No camera uses automation so successfully as your eye. Bone is stronger weight for weight than steel. You can hear sounds that move your eardrum a thousandth millionth of a centimetre that's considerably less than the diameter of a hydrogen atom. The human body is a masterpiece of engineering made from the most unlikely of materials, grit and glue and jelly and soup, essentially. No engineering project ever devised can match the brilliance of what God has made in your body. If you're an adult of average weight, here's what you accomplish in 24 hours, even if you don't do anything else. Your heart beats 103,689 times. Your blood travels 168 million miles circulating through your body. You breathe 23,040 times. You inhale 438 cubic feet of air. You exercise 7 million brain cells. That all adds up to this simple truth that Paul is talking about here. The body is meant for the Lord. God made this body. And so if I see it as a creation of God, then I won't misuse it. You would never use a Picasso painting for a placemat, not if you knew it was a Picasso. You would never turn the Sistine Chapel into a gymnasium. You would never look at the Grand Canyon and say, well, that would make a great garbage dump. You never look at the body when you realize how God has really made it and that God created it and not realize it's meant for the Lord. You are meant for the Lord and the scripture says your body is meant for the Lord. So the way to make sure you don't misuse your body is to make sure you don't ignore who created your body. First, Paul says, you don't ask the wrong questions. You ask the right questions. Second, he says, you don't ignore the creator. You worship the creator. And the third thing that he tells us to do is don't forget the future. You don't forget the future of your body. You remember the future of your body. He tells us that in verse 14. By his power, God raised the Lord Jesus from the dead and he will raise us also if you look at your body, many people think of their bodies like an empty soda can. One day it's going to be discarded. One day it's going to be gone, and I'm going to be in heaven with God forever. But that is not what the scripture teaches. That is not true, and it leads to a great misuse of our bodies. The truth is, these bodies one day will be resurrected, will be raised by the Lord and out of that human body that you have now, that out of, we're going to see this in 1 Corinthians 15 when we get there, out of that very weak body, God's going to raise a perfect body. Out of that very temporary body, God's going to raise an eternal body. So what you are living in right now is in some sense looking forward to eternity. You're not going to cast that body off and God's going to give you a new one, like an android body or something like that. No, he resurrects that body. Remember what happened to Jesus? When Jesus was put into the tomb and he was resurrected, he's the only resurrected one right now. He's the first one. When he was resurrected, they went and they looked in the tomb and the body was not there. Why? Because it was resurrected. It was changed. That body that you have now, it's going to be resurrected and it's going to be changed. The attitude that I'm living in some body that's going to be cast off someday and I'm going to get a new and eternal one leads to great misuse of the body. But the attitude that what I'm living in right now is going to be changed, is going to be resurrected, is in some way, even as it's getting older, for some of you that are listening to this, in some way it's going to be changed still. So you, you start treating your body in a different way. You don't treat your body as a candidate for the garbage dump. You start treating your body as a certain candidate for resurrection. And When you look at these three things we've talked about yesterday and today, these three things that Paul says in our lives. Really, we've seen here a formula for immorality in our lives and a formula for overcoming temptation in our lives. A formula for immorality is do whatever you want so long as it's legal. Is it permissible? See yourself as randomly evolved rather than personally created. Forget the creator and live for today. Forget about tomorrow. If you look at that formula, do whatever you want as long as it's legal, see yourself as randomly evolved, live for today. No wonder there's so much immorality in our world today. That's the way the majority of people in the world see themselves. So who cares how I use this body? But that's not the truth of the body that God gave you. If you see your body in a brand new way, you're going to begin to treat that body in a brand new way. And the formula for overcoming temptation, for overcoming immorality in your life is you start asking the right questions. Is it beneficial? You begin praising God that you're fearfully and wonderfully made on a daily basis. And you visualize in faith the coming resurrection. As you do that, you're going to see yourself in a new way and you're going to begin to treat your body in a new way. That's the truth that you begin with. That's the truth that you build on. That's the truth that you share with friends. You can't do this alone. You need to do this with others. But that's the truth that you share with friends in your small group, and then you live that way together. Now, as we pray today, I want to take some minutes to pray together about this. And as you pray, just say, Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd help me to begin to see myself in a new way, not to see things the way everybody in the world sees things. I pray specifically that you'd start helping me to ask the right questions. Just bring it to mind, Lord. And any time I begin thinking, is it permissible, is it legal, Help me to think in place of that, is it beneficial? Is it going to bring joy into my life as I serve you? Because anytime I serve you, it brings joy. Lord, bring that question to my mind. And Lord, I also ask that you help me to begin praising you daily for the fact that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And Lord, some of you may need to specifically pray this. Lord, forgive me for denigrating my own body saying how ugly I am or how overweight I am or how small I am or how grotesque I am. Father, you made this body and I realize it may not look like others. I realize I may not have treated it always as I should have. But I pray that you would help me to see that even now, this body you've given me, the heart is still beating, the blood is still flowing. Even now, Lord, this body is fearfully and wonderfully made. Help me to see myself in a new way, not the way the world around me sees me. Help me to see this body you've given me through your eyes. And as I do that, I pray that I'd be able to do the third thing that Paul talks about, to visualize in faith the coming resurrection. I'm glad that this body I'm in now is not going to be the one I live in for eternity. So help me to visualize even now that this body somehow, some way, is going to be resurrected to spend eternity with you. That's a mystery to me, but that is also also a great joy to me. So help me to look forward to it even today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, Paul's going to continue to talk to us about a refreshing new way to see our physical bodies because of who we are in Jesus Christ. See you tomorrow.